0: and welcome to a special episode of Chicken Shed Youth Theatre's podcast, The State of Being. This episode has been inspired by The Wendy House, a project that collects up Chicken Shed activities that reflect The Wendy House values. But maybe I need to press pause and rewind to tell you about where it all began. So The Wendy House is a legacy project celebrating the Chicken Shed life and loves of Wendy Stringle. Wendy worked at Chicken Shed for many, many years. She was one of those people who managed to touch the life of everyone she connected with. Connection was her thing. So, the Wendy House is a place where two of Wendy's Chicken Shed passions can have an everlasting presence. Firstly, Wendy encouraged us to never lose the past, but to find ways for it to be remembered and celebrated so that it could inform the future. And secondly, Wendy believed Chicken Shed had a never-ending capacity to welcome all. This episode of The State of Being will be sat in the Wendy House this year, alongside seven other projects and people who reflect these values. We have snipped together bits and pieces from our previous episodes and recycled these to make something new, something that Wendy would love. So let's get started. It is always important to start everything off with a smile. So here is what has been making that happen this week.
1: Last week, best week,
0: all this week. This week I smiled when I got to give my grandma a hug for the first time in four months.
2: This week I smiled while watching a sitcom with family.
0: I smiled when I got positive feedback from a customer at work.
3: I smiled when I hoovered my bedroom floor and it was really satisfying to see it nice
0: and clean. I smiled when I finally finished a project that consumed a lot of my time and my energy
4: but that I was proud of, so that made me very happy.
0: I smiled when my best friend Eve came round
4: to my house unexpectedly. I smiled when I had a long chat with... A close friend who I haven't spoken to in, in a while, which made me feel really happy.
0: Hi, this is Ellie. During this week's Chicken Shed Convos, the director of The Space Between Us, Rachel Yates, catches up with six members of the cast. Rufus, Alicia and Anna are of the Youth Theatre and they're joined by Elsie, Karen and Peter, who are members of the cast from the older generation. We asked them to talk about what the experience of creating the show was like for each of them.
3: Well, well, I didn't know what to expect. I just knew I had this real interest in bringing, experimenting with the two generations and seeing if there was a space actually between us all. And knowing that we'd probably produce something at the end of it, but that that excitement of not knowing what we would produce.
0: For me, coming in, and literally sitting down and having a conversation about quite heavy topics
3: that you wouldn't normally have in a youth theatre session was quite intriguing and it was completely different to anything I'd ever done before and I don't think any of us really knew what we were doing it was just
5: like, oh another youth theatre thing
3: What I absolutely loved was not knowing anybody and that was such a joy getting to know people from the inside very quickly And I think that letter writing thing at the beginning was just a a pure chance we just set that out. Well, it was just one of those things, a spontaneous, you were kept separate for four weeks. And I think originally that was probably just down to logistics, but actually that turned out to be the absolute dynamite because keeping you separate and not allowing you to get to know each other face to face to start with was a real magic ingredient through the written word. And that's why that letter thing started by writing to each other through those first couple of weeks, four weeks, blindly not knowing who you were writing to, but actually being asked to open up very quickly about yourselves, really got you connected on a very deep level immediately. So by the time you met each other, you really did feel like you got to know each other as human beings, never dreaming of where we would get to as a community, as a group. The end of this project for me, we'd formed a real a sense of a family a sense of a real connected group
6: i think there are two different components at least two different components to be sort of uh, considered in the way in which it was designed and the first part was just the process of supporting people to start to explore aspects of their history that they may or may not have ever done before or may or not have done in that way Two generations wanting to
3: see if there was a space between those things. We're just going to explore so open, so loose, as
6: we're talking about. So there was something about um, the framework of the Sgt. Pepper album that covered so many different aspects of life that enabled us to sort of hang different sort of experiences on.
3: Beautiful example, She's Leaving Home, one track. We can all relate to that, all of us, whatever age we can imagine it or we can remember it, or
6: we, but it's a brilliant talking point. It's um, also about universal themes, isn't it? There's, absolutely. there's universal there are things that we've either, all of us, been through or we would anticipate
7: going through. It's true that we ended up with a show which is what we collectively at that stage wanted to say and the stories we wanted to share, and it would have been impossible at the start to know what they were or how powerful they would be, um, but the the process was a, a loose evolution of people f- deciding what they wanted to say to each other and then the two groups to say to each other. And then the the technical process of how you put on a performance when many of us have never really done it before and had to learn some skills to do that. And that's that's a difficult um, atmosphere to generate, to, where everybody can everybody can give without being required to, but being accepted and being valid in what they're contributing. And that's what made it so powerful. I, I mean, certain elements, the the letters and the the coming together of the two groups, was so powerful, I and mean, we everybody still talks about that. Now that is a technique and it was, because we'd all invested in it by then, it was so powerful. There is something uniquely chicken shed also
6: about the fact that don't make any assumptions about what people can and can't do. That in any other environment, people might not have been given a chance to do certain things. So in a chicken shed environment, people who've never written songs have written songs. People who've never written things to be performed, wrote and they were poor. People who had never been on stage went on stage you know, to the degree that they
7: were happy to do so. Yeah, and that, and that was something that's certainly being ri- ri- essentially new to Chicken Shed that I learnt as we went along. And you confront your own uh, prejudices or in inhibitions in how you view other people, as you say, at, uh, at first glance, and you assume that younger people won't know as much as you do about things. But, of course, we were confronted with not only were the younger group looking at the same issues, perhaps from the other side of the glass, but still with the same fears or concerns or doubts, but also we were in the hands of the younger people in how to run the show and how to work the theatre and how to be on stage, which I hadn't really ever done.
5: I think, as I say, because i would had some experience in some other shows, I was very aware that of how supportive the young people always are and how they don't make you feel as if you're being stupid just because you don't know what a phrase means you don't know what what was that molding because you don't know what molding means you don't know what this means you know you know when we sort of had to go into workshops and it's like now create uh, the feeling of and it's like oh god i don't know how to do that but it didn't matter because the young people always did, and, and they, they, they carried us through on that.
8: It was always quite weird having the young people being the ones with the <laughs> experience, if you know what I mean. Like, w- we were the ones who were like, had done chicken shed shows before, and so kind of knew, okay, this is how the whole thing normally operates. It, it, it felt, all, you know, slightly strange almost being, being the ones who are guiding the people who, in all other areas, I'd say, are wiser. Um,
5: I don't know what it is about. Perhaps it's just something. Perhaps you have a special breed of young people in Chickasha, I don't know, but they always make you feel included, and they always make you feel that you're not. You know, you're not. I'm not an old person. I'm, I'm just. I'm just Elsie, and and I'm accepted as Elsie, and and I'm interacted with and, you know, some people interact with me more and some less and, you know, you just feel okay with them. But in terms of the actual show we, we then produced together, I think there was an incredible sense of, I think you've used the word connectedness, that sense of we had created something, we had absolutely shown that there wasn't a space in terms of emotions and feelings and life experiences, All like we've had more experience, but we were able to identify with how it had felt when we were younger. They could see that, you know, I think it was just an incredible melding or of experience that we all had. I think it I think it's made me a
9: lot more of like a confident person, especially like I think it's such an interesting project for people of my age because it is sort of that transitional period into where you're gonna to have to start interacting with more people of different ages, like my whole life up until then, it's just my school friends and people older than me have sometimes intimidated me, but giving me that experience of like, okay, well, they don't look down on me or they do see me as like an equal has sort of given me like a life experience to go out into the real world and be able to interact with everyone without feeling that nervousness.
8: Yeah, I, I totally agree with what Felicia was saying. Like throughout most of my life, you know, anyone older than me, they are a position of authority. They're a parent, a teacher. You know and so there's a kind of that relationship's very different to you know a friend and i know in the future i'm you know i'm going to be friends with people of all ages because that's how most workspaces operate <laughs> so you know it, it it's nice to have you know that already that
3: for me in terms of uh changing me yes absolutely has changed me in so many different ways the joy of bringing a truly inclusive group of people from all ages um, in terms of having so many viewpoints from all those different generational standpoints but also just seeing how as humans we can create together whatever age i
9: think you know that's opened me up being able to like the willingness of people wanting to listen to your story as well and people having that passion and energy to want to share your story as well as they can like that that impacted me incredibly because you know you go into life you think no one really cares no one really wants to listen to my story and then to have someone want to present your story in such a beautiful way is like that really impacted me as well mm-hmm.
0: This week's Big Question explores the daily dilemmas that stop us in our tracks, make us think twice and then let loose our imaginations with the what if and the who knows. We have asked these questions to young and old, uh people in the chicken shed community. Big, 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 big questions. Big, 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 big,
10: big questions. Would you
11: rather have a dog with a cat's personality or a cat with a dog's personality?
12: Uh, definitely a cat with a dog's personality.
11: A
0: cat with a dog's personality just because if cats weren't mean and had a different personality then I think I would like them a bit more so you're getting the best of both worlds there.
10: I'd rather have a cat with a dog's personality because dogs need humans more than cats need humans and it's always nice to be wanted and also it's nice when dogs want to cuddle. It would
2: have to be a cat with a dog's personality, reason being, I used to have a cat, his name was Hendrix, I loved him dearly, but he was very catish, aloofish. is that a word, aloof? He, um, he only came to me when he wanted to come to me, and the idea of having Hendrix, but with the personality of a dog, uh, and being able to take him out on walks, and yeah, I'd love that.
13: I don't like cats, but I absolutely adore dogs. I think I'd go with a dog, with a cat's personality, because I think I could change the dog's personality, or the cat's personality, I'm
12: sure.
11: If you were reborn in a new life, would you rather be alive in the past or future?
12: I think I'd like to be alive in the past.
0: I would say the past, but I think politically, the future has more hope than the past and I wouldn't want to live through a lot of the times that have happened but I would want to experience the fashion and like the social aspect of going out and not having technology. I think I would like to know what a life without technology would be like.
10: I'd rather be alive in the past, particularly Um, from a music point of view because the 60s and 70s people experimenting with music back then would have been amazing to be alive and experiencing that wow
2: that's a deep question i can see the benefit of both if it was a new life is it a new life but my life because if it was my life i'd probably go back and relive parts of my own life that i've lived better and appreciate things more
13: oh definitely the past definitely the past I think amazing things have happened in the past. Who knows what's gonna happen in the future? (sighs) It's a hard question though, because I think in the future you can make more changes. So, you know, we've learned stuff about the past, but the future could be amazing and we could make things much better. My safe side is to go with the past, because I know it. And the future's uncertain and can feel scary, but also it could be really exciting. So much kinder and cleaner and respectful. And I'm going to say the future because I think there's so much more to do and I want to be part of that.
4: I think I would rather be alive in the future. You can look to the future. You can look for happy and
11: positive times I can't. Would you rather lose the ability to lie or believe everything you're told?
12: I would rather lose the ability to lie.
0: That is a hard one. That's a really hard one. I think I would believe everything I'm told because there's a chance there to become maybe a lot more open-minded. And I don't know. If you believe everything, I think you can just let your imagination take you where it wants to take you. And it could be quite fun and funny sometimes lying is necessary not lying lying but just slipping in a little white lie is necessary to prevent harm to other people
10: I'd rather lose the ability to lie because then it wouldn't the next part of that wouldn't matter
2: I actually believe that I don't lie a lot unless I feel it's necessary and I do believe a lot that I'm told even though I'm kind of cynical I also I'm quite gullible. So, yeah, I think I'd probably lose the ability to lie and just tell the truth. Yes, man.
13: Definitely not believe everything you're told. No way. Oh, no. There's so much lying that goes on in this world by the media, by politicians, all sorts of people. So, no. But lose the ability to lie. Everyone lies. And it's a horrible word. I know I lie. And I do it. be kind
11: would you rather be the funniest person in the room or the most intelligent
12: definitely the funniest person in the room
0: i think intelligence comes with humor in a lot of ways but i think the power to be funny is more valuable than being intelligent maybe i don't know i think knowing that you're making people laugh is so powerful and laughing is such a an important and crucial thing in life and knowledge can be quite dangerous. So yes, I would be the funniest person in the room, I think.
10: I'd rather be the most intelligent person in the room, I think, because sometimes I've wanted to be the funniest person and it's um, backfired and not being a very intelligent thing to do.
2: I think I'd rather be just a bit more funny than I am because um, I've lived a life where I just don't feel like I am funny. I don't have that funny thing. My brother is naturally really funny. Uh, members of my family are really funny, and I think I'm not funny. And now I have my kids, I can see funniness in in one more than the other. So, um, and I don't think I'd want to be the most intelligent in the room. I don't. I think that would be a huge burden, um, and I just can't imagine being the most intelligent.
13: Mm, I think that's a really hard one because I think humour can really be one of the best ways of bringing people together. And in bad times, humour can really heal. And I think the pandemic showed that. I mean, as soon as pandemic hit across the world, everyone was making funny videos. I remember sitting watching them and just crying, laughing. But <laughs> intelligence is important. If you share it, is it what's always needed? I suppose it depends on what room you're in.
4: I would rather be the most intelligent because being funny is not nice. But being most intelligent, I feel like it comes with more skills than just being funny and telling loads of j- jokes and stuff.
11: Would you rather run 100 miles per hour or fly at 10 miles per hour?
12: Fly at 10 miles per hour, please?
11: Um, I think
0: I would be a slow bird. I would fly at 10 miles per hour. It's life-changing. To be able to fly is life-changing take more in take the sceneries in if you're going at 10 miles per hour no rushing
10: i'd rather run at 100 miles an hour because you can still jump when you're running and That would basically be like flying at 100 miles an hour. Um, Although running
2: at 100 miles an hour would be incredibly useful, I think I wouldn't be able to pass up the opportunity to fly at all. I'd fly at one mile an hour, which just sounds amazing. If it's an option, why not?
13: Definitely fly, because I hate running.
4: I think I'd rather run at 100. I don't really have a reason for that, but I don't really really like fine anyway so i'd rather
11: run would you rather continue with your life or restart it
12: definitely definitely continue with my life
11: i think i'd
0: rather restart it because there have been some things which are, have been unnecessary like worries that i've had which have been unnecessary and i would change some things that have happened in my life that I've had control over. So I think I'd restart it and it might have, it might do the butterfly effect where I'm not where I am now and everything does happen for a reason and I've learnt a lot from that. But if I had all my knowledge of knowing that those things were unnecessary and unneeded and I'd have that knowledge, then yeah, I would restart my life just to live it again and do things differently maybe. But then I might not be where I am now.
10: I would definitely continue my life now because there are so many good things in it that um i can't imagine being without them if i restarted it
2: i love my life and i love so many bits of it but yeah if i could restart it and go back and 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 do it better you know it's the ultimate it's the ultimate thing and and appreciate things more and appreciate people more I would do that. There's so much to you can learn from, from life.
13: Oh, that's a really hard one because everyone can live with regrets. So you'd want to restart and do the things you didn't do or make different decisions. But that's what life is. That's, that's life lessons.
4: I think I'd rather continue because I don't like regrets. Like, life is life and with anything in life you might have regrets that's just the way it comes like gotta learn to live through the bad times as well as the good so yeah i think i'd rather continue with the life i have
0: And that is the end of our Wendy House installation episode. We hope that it's provided some hangers for you to dangle your bits of love from the meeting points of old and new, optimism and hope and a world where we open doors and make a place that fits for everyone.
1: across the universe whose sorrow waves of joy drifting through my open mind possessing and caressing me Jai-gu-uh- Wind inside a letterbox They tumble blindly as they make their way Across the universe life ringing through my open ears inciting and inviting me oh limitless undying love which shines around me like a million suns they call me on and on across the universe Jai-hoo.